um, from what we've been seeing in the past days, there might actually be persons who will be arrested and who will get into the correctional service because they didn't get to live well. You know, when we're talking here, you've not, you've not yet, you've not listened to us. Now, you see, Wahala, on the show today, we have, who he's not, he's not new um, to the house. He's a friend of the house. We have Chief Superintendent of Corrections, the Nigerian Correctional Service, the Kwaibum State Command, Christian Emo, this morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Yes. Great to see you. Thank you. How have you been doing? Fine. How are the inmates? They are fine. It's your questions. They are fine. They are fine. They are fine. How are they doing wholeheartedly? What, what's, it, what's it like for they them? They are doing fine mm. in their own capacity. In their own capacity. Are yes. they feeding well? Yeah. Good food? Yeah, good. Having enough recreation? Studies? Yeah. How about studies? They are having just everything happening in the society is also applicable. Okay. With them, whatever. All right. Today we are looking at a very interesting topic, and I think it is apt for the times that we are facing understanding youth restiveness. Good. That's what we're looking at today. Um, I, we, when we talk youth uh, to a large extent, especially the older generation, they might actually attribute restiveness to the youth and all of that. But in the past um, days, we have seen a heightened form of that not just from youth we've also seen um elderly people joining especially when it has to do with the looting but let's 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 see this restiveness is it always synonymous with youth's restiveness and why is it that way restiveness uh, as you can see is a societal issue that emanates for several reasons in the society and uh, we have seen all over the world that uh, people or agitation or something like that mm. so it's not just for the rules alone it's uh, it goes across all ages uh, but for now we have we were talking about youth restiveness Okay. And what are the causes and what? how does it come about? All right. Now, let's, let's start from there. You, you've given a great foundation. What are, what, 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 what causes restiveness from the youths now, since we are zeroing down on youths? Good. Restiveness, uh, our youths cannot be alienated from the rest of the world. And uh, what is happening in the whole world is applicable to our own country. And uh, the cause could be multifaceted. We have it either economical, uh, social, political, religious, and others. Good governance or bad governance. All these things join hands to make people dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. And when someone is dissatisfied, he has to, just like a dynamite, one day it will blow up. Good. There are many causes. And then in our own here, it's multifaceted, economic, social inclusiveness or exclusiveness and uh, political you know marginalization this and that all these things join to cause youth restiveness and, and that's what you say is happening in nigeria right now is that it our our, our own cause yes. it's not just one reason it's not just inside it's a blow up of uh, tension that has been mounting over the years you can see at the, end, uh, at the end of the issue, they started bringing other issues, uh, like good governance, others. Okay, so it's just not uh, economical. It, it has other things behind it. 
Mm. Is there a way to manage it? Um, looking at the fact that now um, we are at a very tense moment. We've seen the lootings. Do you manage restiveness? Good. It can be managed. And that's why we have come here to tell people that it can be managed. I thank the Lagos State Government for the kind of governor they have. Who knows how to you know, dial station? He was so magnanimous and humble that he was able to take charge of the situation. It was never at a time outrageous ever become very, you know, tensed up or worried or become abusive. No, he never did it. But he came to try to have the spirit of common issues. And that's how it should come. There are many things our people should do that will affect everybody. I talked about inclusion. Let there be inclusion. Then I talked about dialogue. People talking out. That should be avenues where people gather to say what they want to say. Every restriction has its own demerit. When you restrict people from talking, they have a way of talking out. So there should be dialogue. Again, there should be also activities geared towards helping the youth. Employment, you see, uh, skill acquisition, and uh, trying to let them be involved in all that social issues. That might actually be a long-term um, plan the, for the short term. You used the example of the Labour State Governor Good. saying he was able to douse, um, you know, angers, uh, the anger in a way by being calm himself, Good. by not aggravating the issue by saying things in anger. Is that the first step in you uh, or whoever, whoever, a leader not being angry? Number one, angry? yes. You don't get uh, uh, try to, you know, uh, you know, pass back to okay. people. This is by this this group. Mm. No, 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 no. He was very national in issues, and he was able to take the bull by the horn, saying what is reasonable, because he knew and has known that not only one set of people are there. His people could be there, other people could be there, the whole world could be there. And he was a man that has a liver to make things work. That is number one. Number two. Trying to, you know, you know douse tension. Number two. Trying to make utterances, promises that is geared towards, you know, making the youth know that they, you know, are cared for. Promises? Yes. Promises like uh, the, the government talked about jobs to be created, not in 10 years, but it could now be within the next one year, within the next two weeks. Just things that can make them know that we have made achievement in what we have done. And our government has a listening ear. Okay. Good. Now, I, I'll come back to the issue of job creations and all of that. But um, when we talk tension and when we talk what's happening, where is the place of empathy and emotional intelligence? Are they needed in times like that? Uh, what is you want? You see, some people have exhibited that the media... I saw that I, I listened to them the way they were talking. They were not abusive in their, you know, approach. Good. They were calm, coming the issues, number one. See, and they also tried to let people know that what they are doing, making sure they find out areas where things are getting wrong. You can see the aftermath of it or the lootings and others. These are things that are in the heart of people that we are actually, you know, dished out, you know, uh, in action. 
I'm asking this question because in Nigeria and I, I, well, in Africa too, but Nigeria, since this is a case study, we seem to be lacking empathy to a large extent and emotional intelligence. That's something that is always, uh, we, we get to talk about when we talk about dousing, uh, dousing tensions. How do we become more empathetic as leaders and how do we exhibit these intelli- emotional intelligence so, so we can help people? It takes a kind of uh, a humble leader to be empathetic because we assume they have not seen troubles. How can they be empathetic when they have not faced hunger? How can they be empathetic when they have not seen, you know, deniers? Deaths that do not, you know, should not have occurred. You know, have they seen, you know, people who are committing suicide? So, empathy comes from a learning process which you have actually acquired as a result of time. So or if you have not had such experience. Yeah, can you empathize? Now, how do you then learn empathy? Is this something that can be taught? You can learn because it takes humility. For you to know that someone is going through this thing, and they say you put yourself in his shoes. Oh, see what these people are going. Assuming a graduate left job, for, uh, left school for twelve years or fifteen years, he's not getting a job. How does he feel? He has to marry. He has to get food on his table. He has to build a house. He must do this. That's sympathy. You say, ah, ah, these boys who have left school, you see what they were saying? They said uh, that uh, you gave job to people who have not gone to school. Are you kidding me? And those who went to school are roaming about in the street. That's sympathy. When you look at what they are saying, they have reasons behind them. So you now create jobs and make avenues, not just small jobs uh, that uh, increase the salary and make it look for the those who have gone to school as empathy. But rather than say, oh, let these people do it and then anybody who talks. No, it's no longer like that. You don't do things saying, what would they do? We have learned a lesson that even somebody can say, let me die to get what I want. Right. I, I, I know you um, understand this a lot because you are a proponent of restorative justice. You talk a lot about um, conflict resolution and how to, um, um, you know, um, address crisis. Now, what we are facing in Nigeria to a large extent is um, quite new. Um, I, I, have you ever seen anything like this before in your lifetime? Yeah, it's not new. There have been well, for our generation, we think it's new because oh, we've never well, seen well, this yes, before. Yes, there have been uprisings here and there. Has it ever been this bad? No, it was not that bad. It has not been that bad. But then there have been agitations mm-hmm. and there have been uprisings and that even are worse than this mm-hmm. that led into conflicts. Are you getting me? But this is not this is a time the youths mm-hmm. all over Nigeria could come together to have one goal. Youths of all over Nigeria. It's no more a tribal issue. It's no longer a a religious issue. issue. It's no longer a sectional issue. Everybody came up to say, this is what we want. So it goes across. This is the first time all Jews of Nigeria can come together in one voice. And you've said um, creating solutions to tackle unemployment will help this. Good. Can we really say that this is going to be the solution if, um, you know, government at all levels provide jobs for the youths? It's not all. I told you, most faceted. Social inclusion. You see, people, some people feel marginalized. 
Some people feel alienated. Some people feel not included in the governance or the you know the, the, the top echelon of the of the uh, you know uh, government. Mm. And that socially, I don't know who thinks like that. But those things could be in the minds of some people when they come out to agitate. I mean, the words of it all that you should be free in your father's land to walk, go and come back without molestation. And that's why it came up. If you are hungry and you are free to go and come back free, you know, come back uh, healthy and not molested, it's better than to you are hungry and you cannot come back without being molested or something from you seized. That's one of these, those things. So there are many reasons why it's not just employment. There should be things that will be done that people will start feeling patriotic, more patriotic than they are today. Mm. So what other steps are we to take? I have talked about inclusion. Yeah. I've talked about uh, achieving millennial goals. These goals, are, are there light in your village? Or is there light in your village? Are the roads in your village good? I thank God for you. The and lack of infrastructure. That's infrastructure. That is wonderful. Those are millennial goals. Those things that said people should have and feel good. Let them uh, provide them and make them work. That's uh, another issue of it. And then they let people talk, have come together every time to say what they want to say. Then you gather information. If people don't talk and they cannot talk, they have something in them. They list it out in a way you may not like it. But by dialogue, everybody coming together to say, you gather information and do things that can benefit all, mm. not some sections of the people. As we see it right now in Nigeria, what is actually the first step? I, I remember I said that, you know, um, creating employment might actually be a long-term goal because it's not going to happen overnight. It yes, may not happen overnight. It is a dialogue part, the most important right for now. now. It is. For now. For now. Dialogue is important. It's very important and it will bring out resolutions that will favor so many people, if not all. So these dialogues um, that should happen, um, w- from what levels? The federal, state, local? How should it be done? Well, the effort should be made for the youth to have a face. Now, we don't have a face. We don't know who and where to start with. Let us have a face. Let us know those who are behind and who are, you know, longing for better things. Let them come. Let them have representatives with whom we can stand on the table or sit on round table to discuss. If they have a face, then we shall have representatives from the government or various, uh, you know, uh, you know, facets of the government, mm. from the Senate, from the executive, uh, from the law, you know, from the, you know, all of them come together. First, there must be a face. People who identify themselves as core, you know, uh, uh, leaders, of the youth. So if there's no face, there cannot be a dialogue? Who will, who will you talk? You can't talk with the youth? You can't talk with youth who are interested in coming to a town hall? Uh, uh, are you going to use uh, you know, Zoom to talk with them? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's technology. This is the 21st century. Anything well, if they identify themselves as you know, leaders, you can talk with them in any way. Mm. Uh, but first, you must, must know who to, talk who to talk with. There must be dialogue. So, Good. Um, that's an immediate step you're proposing uh, to tackle uh, what's yeah. happening in the country that's right true. now. That's true. What is the second step? 
I've told you employment promises. Promises. Melinda, can go. the youth actually um, um, can they trust the promises? Now, if, if as you followed what's been happening, one of the reasons the protests continued was that, that even was after yes, yeah. even after uh, SARS was disbanded, they said they do not trust the government. And that's building trust. Is How is that going to be done? Good. Like Lagos State Government has shown uh, an example how to build trust. We have gone to check. We are going to pay the bills of everybody. Now, if what they want to do starts to, you know, prosecute so those... just correct, the Lagos State Government did not promise to pay the bills of those in the hospital, sorry. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't no, prom- no, they didn't do that. But the he, just, he just visited. He visited, yes, you know, he yes. promised that he would take care of the bills. I was there, I saw, saw it myself. Take care of the bills, I saw it. He promised. That is building trust. Then another thing is that uh, the government can be magnanimous enough to forgive those who have been, you know, arrested as a result of this. They can come up that we forgive all of them instead of prosecuting. Just saying, maybe because it's uh, an outburst. Mm. Are you kidding me? You build trust. Government can start recognizing people. Then there have been agitations of people. Remove this from office, remove this from office. That could be an action. One action that could build trust among the people. If government is actually a listening one, they will build trust by doing something that will make everybody say, oh, wonderful, he has none. And, and that is good. I wouldn't uh, say anything here, but I know what he can do now and everybody will start dancing. Okay, why didn't you want to say it here? Well, because um, it's civil servant. Ah, so there's some things you no, I cannot, cannot say. I cannot. Wow. Some people should not be in the civil service. So that's obviously what it means. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll still talk youth restiveness. Um, Christian Emo is still here and we are still looking at how to make sure that we douse the tensions and we don't want people to get into the correctional center. I should ask you about that when we come back, um, how this would also affect the correctional center. Stay with us. This is Comfort 95. Radio show. We are talking to the Chief Superintendent of Corrections, Christian Emo, uh, that's of the Nigerian Correctional Service, Aquimel State Command. We're looking at the youth restiveness. Now, this is not a new thing in Nigeria, neither it, it is, is it in the world. Uh, it's been going on for so long. And um, is this the time that we might actually see results and see a great attempt to address the issues and the causes of restiveness as you've just talked about. Is this, 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 you think that this is the time? Well, we are bedeviled with uh, so many problems now. COVID-19 mm. problem, this uh, fuel, you know, oil price not going high at all. So those are problems the government has to face. And uh, if these problems are going on, uh, I don't think this is the time because it will take time for us to muster the finances and the courage also to you know correct issues. But for now, there could be words that can douse tension. Let them use those things, psychological issues that can make tensions come down. Mm. And then before we start doing things, for now the government doesn't have the finances. If everybody should think along, are you with speaking the for the government? I'm not speaking for the government, but I know that I, I, I'm in the society. 
and know how much you take to the market and how much you come back with. And uh, I know how the oil price is dwindling and coming down. And I know the COVID-19 pandemic has taken a toll on us. Mm. And uh, we cannot, just, we have not just come out of those things here. We have not been working fully. So money uh, or things we need to take action may not be rightly and readily available. So that's why I'm not talking for you. You think that people believe that the, um, the government doesn't have money to do these things and that our uh, if resources they, have to No, no, no. If there were, oh, there was a time when oil is sold for 100 and something uh, per barrel and 90 something per barrel. And today is 30 something or 40 something. The common man on the street, does he understand that? Well, they should understand. We should make them understand. It is our duty to let them know that the things are not the same again. Things are no longer the same. So I cannot come here to advocate that uh, it is the time we shall take you know, action and solve all the problems we've had over time. No. This is a time we shall have people who will say, oh, like I'm thinking now. They say, have sympathy for the government. Oh, have sympathy for the government. Oh, well, for the now. should have sympathy for the government. Do you what? think that can happen at this time where that the, is the youth already... That's patriotism. Mm. It's not now. They may not. Uh, stopping, okay, quelling the uprising is sympathy. Are you getting me? That's the government having sympathy for the people. Uh, no, the people have sympathy. Okay. Because if they can listen to the government, oh, yeah, stop it. Go home. That's in its own sympathy. They could decide to go along for for months, like happening there, you know, the other part in of other the world. In other countries, yes. Good. So you have nothing to do about it. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, today we should uh, consider all that things the government has to do. And they'll come with some kind of, uh, okay. you know, sympathy that government give him time or give them time to take action and the time will come for that all right christian we have to go right now i would love to talk more but hopefully next week um and i was actually expecting Ogbaji Ogbaji here um as the public relations officer of the correctional service uh, i know that he gave the statement uh, regarding what happened on thursday he did send that statement out saying the correctional officer did not do that denying that the correctional officer actually um opened fire on uh, the protesters, that is. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know if you want to talk more about. It. We don't have time to. No, 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 no. It's not in my pocket. Uh, yeah. I was expecting the PRO here. I really why don't know why he's not here. Come? Without an explanation, maybe he's trying well, to avoid this. Well, he did um, drop a statement, so um, we'll take that for now. And next, when next he comes, we will not fail to ask him again. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir. Judge. You ran away from me. You didn't ask yeah. me. Something. No, 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 no. I, I was not running away from you. And as We're he just has, doing things, uh, you know, yeah, the background there. As he uh, has said, it is time for us to also just calm down. Yes, yeah, yes. should be calming yeah, down. Yeah, be calming down. I don't know why the government of Lagos did not say they that. not use that. You know, see, you know, in the heat of yeah, he can't <laughs> use that. If he uses that, they would call, they would attack. Yes, him it's all right. okay. <laughs> we okay. have to go. All right, then. thank you very. Yeah, to go. Thank you very well, much. By the way, Rose, yeah. we're wondering what... Thank you. I uh, hope to see Appreciate you very soon. Thank you very much. Um, while we're busy talking about uh, what happened to that tractor, just learned that that tractor was dismembered. Dismantled, uh, dismantled uh, you know. 